Hey, Boo. I'm Deanna. And I am Elvia. And we've been besties for over 15 years. That's right. And welcome to the Bestie Bestie Bone Bone Podcast, where we're going to be giving you guys all the tips and advice on the things we wish we would have learned when we were younger. From relationships, like living with your man, girl, I complain, complain about it all the time. She sure does. Or talking about that single life and getting your flirt on. Ooh, honey. You trying to find that guy to make your corazón go beady beady bomb bomb? Yeah! <laughs> that's good. But that's not all. We also are going to be discussing so many other topics like career highs and lows. To wellness because we all need a little namaste. Ooh, yes, queen. And we're going to be joined by some of our expert amigas to cover all these topics and provide you guys with some practical tips to live your best life. We sure will, girl. Please join us and be part of our amigahood. You don't want to miss us being our best and most blondie selves because we're so blondie. <laughs> okay. Okay. Please don't forget to subscribe and we can't wait to hear from you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bestie Bestie Bon Bon podcast, where we help you live your best life. <laughs> I'm Elena. And I'm Diana. I don't know why we started it like that. <laughs> Are we crazy? Just kidding. Yes. Um, it's been a long day. You know, I must say, it's been a great day in many ways, but it's been a long day. Yes, girl. <laughs> I feel like my weeks be like that. If it's too yes, long, I'm like, yes. I can't, part of me is like, wow, I can't believe it's already going to be the weekend, but part of me is like, oh my God, I've had a really long week. Yeah. Personally, I mean, I'll share a little bit about my day, but um, personally today I did two really big things aside from working. Um, one was I started therapy today. Woo-hoo! So, woo! Yay for therapy, getting your mind right and tight, you know. Yes, so I'm I'm excited about that. So far, so good. Love my therapist and just like how we talk through certain things. So I'm excited about continuing that journey. And the second thing um, was I signed up for my, for like, at UCLA, there's a mentoring program for staff. Um, and I signed up as a mentee. And I got to meet my mentor today, my femtor, if you want to call it. And um, she's so amazing. I really loved her. I am so excited to like build um, a relationship with her and bond like I feel she could you know come on this podcast and just talk to us like one of our friends like she's great and I'm so excited and I feel more than anything like it's so important to have systems in place especially this year um being that 2020 has been what it's been um supports support systems in place you know whether it is you're going to therapy or you talk to people often through you know 
um, you know, having a mentor or just even friends and colleagues. Um, I think it's so important to have, you know, cheerleaders and people rooting for you. Um, no matter what's going on in the world, it's important to take care of ourselves. And I feel like I'm, I'm doing so many things for myself that I've wanted to do for so long. And I'm really proud of myself for taking those steps, even though for me, it's like one of the hardest things to do. Yes, girl, we clap for you. We're snap, snapping. <laughs> I want to mention that, like, for everyone listening and who has never thought of a mentor, whether you're on the mentee side, the mentor side, like, mentorship in general is so important and can really catapult your career, you as a person. I think that we don't put as much emphasis, and I think it's so easy to get lazy about that. Um, but I really think they're vital, sort of having these advocates or these guiders or these healers that are sort of helping us walk through life at any age. You know, Elvie and I have been out of college and all that for several years, and we don't feel like, oh, we're, you know, we're too old now for that. Like, no, I don't think that ever happens. I think you can have mentors for as long as you can have mentors. There's always somebody that's more experienced, more knowledgeable, more, you know, um, everything that can help you, guide you to whatever you want to do. So I think that's super dope, girl. And of course, we're all things mental health um, and self-care. So I think that's awesome. We're always young yeah. to mental health because mental health is your whole health. And you got to get that mind mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Just like you exercise that booty, you gotta exercise that that mind. brain. The booty and the brains. Okay, honey. Yes. Okay. The booty and the brains. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that made me think of that. <laughs> I had a lot of good I feel like my days are full of such positivity. They're just a lot of work and it's hard to get it's easy to get caught up in the minutia. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I had a really good day too. I mean, work is going going really great. Um, I started a new job, which I think we've mentioned before, and, and I really like my job. I think what I like about my job most is the impact I'm making to a community that I care so much about. I often preach about the importance in, in making sure you know your mission and values as a person and aligning with an organization or a company that also has similar mission and values. And I feel like I've done that, and, and, I, and I'm grateful for that. Um, mm-hmm. But some of the other things that I just did, um, I came off of a really great speaking engagement with the American Marketing Association at Cal State Fullerton, talking about resume mm-hmm. and careers and branding yourself. And it was just like, I really get such a high from talking to, to young people. I just love it so much. And I always, like, love the feedback they give me. And I think about, like, what we were like when we were that age, you know? Like, oh, I wish I would have had somebody talking to me this real. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, like, at my level of understanding and comprehending and keeping it real. And I I always keep it real, you know? I'm not like, you got to do the most and the best. It's like, no, you don't. You don't. So that was Mm -hmm. a great conversation. What I'm really proud of and excited about that we have not talked about yet is that yo girls 
you know, bestie and bestie and the bone bone made it to Apple's uh, featured podcast for Latinx Heritage Month. (laughs) It's so exciting. Um, When I saw that, I was like, are you sure? Are you sure, girl? Like, I think that's a mistake. Maybe those are the podcasts we see because, you know, I obviously subscribe to my own podcast, like, duh. But no, like, I had, you know, other people look at it, and yeah, we're on there. And you can still go look at it. And we are there. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Just a huge, like, wow, what a milestone for us. You know, we haven't even been out here for a whole year. And, you know, we know we're a little family together and a little a little familiar of our listeners and subscribers, but we appreciate and love all of you who tune in each, each week, who have tuned into both our season one and season two, who engage on our social media. It really means so much to us. And it was just, wow, like such a huge, huge um, honor, really. Mm-hmm. And a shout out to, mm-hmm. to Janice from Yaqueli Metal. That is how we found out. She congratulated us. Yeah. And I was like, what, girl? What do you mean? She's like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> and it was just, and she she was also a featured podcaster. And huge shout out. She's Yaqueli Metal podcast. If you guys don't already listen to her, we love her so much. She she was also on the curated list amongst so many other incredible Latinx podcasters. And to be even featured alongside of some of these incredible people who are doing really cool things in the community spreading awareness spreading resources spreading information educating us it's just so dope like we just like mm-hmm. Elvie and I are like how did they choose us <laughs> yeah I'm like how did they find us how did they know we exist I'm confused. Do we have a friend at <laughs> Apple that we don't know about that was like I'm gonna just slide them into the list because I like them <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Um, What I love that Apple did on this list is that they didn't just the big names, you know, the Apple, the podcasts that, you know, are big and have large followings. They're definitely on there, you know, and um, that's great. But I love that they did a mix of like podcasts that are super huge and a lot of people follow and they also did you know they also showcase podcasts that don't have a big of a following and um they still thought you know like this is important they are talking about important things let's show people their podcasts um which I think is so great and so amazing that you know they're they're showing us little guys to the world um and you know I don't I don't know how many people like have looked at the list and all that but I just think it's amazing that they you know took a chance on the little guy (laughs) And I think that was, like, coming off of such a good high, as you guys listened to on our previous episode from our amazing photo shoot, it was just, like, a culminating moment for us. Like, we just did this great photo shoot. We felt excited and motivated about 
season two. We've gotten such great feedback, such great reviews. And then to have made it onto the list is just like, wow, really, really yep. made, made our year for sure. We are, as Selena would say, muy excited. <laughs> about being on the Latinx heritage our hearts were Apple. absolutely going bitty bitty bum bum <laughs> yes I also want to say that could we be more of a cliche but yes <laughs> I also want to say that we really appreciate all the love that you guys have been giving us on our photo shoot it's been yes. really nice for sure probably our most popular posts to date have been all of our pictures so thank you for everyone who's commented, liked, shared, loved, reposted all the good things. It means a lot to us. Um, we really wanted to diversify our content, showcase our personalities, and like, I don't know, do something that was cool, but super representative of us. So thank you guys who love it. Love it all yes, the photos. I... And shout out to Veronica mm-hmm. for the amazing photo. Yes, the photographer who has been my friend since the sixth grade I love her to pieces and I was you know just gonna slide in there if I can if any of you have any available bachelors that you would love to show my picture (laughs) to please do so because you know yo girl is taking applications for a mate so I would love you know if y'all would be my matchmaker that would be amazing we should do like a what if we like auction me <laughs> off, you know? All right, Bachelorette, <laughs> relax. Oh, you trying to get all them roses, girl. You're trying to get them roses. Okay. <laughs> we'll call it, you know, La Senorita, you know? Because then I'm not a senora yet. I'm going to call it the well, and- Flaws and see how, how many flaws you get, girl. <laughs> yes. Yes, I I would be down, you know. So you know, you can just send it to somebody. You know, Alia, like, have you like, been using? Hey, she's single. Hit her up. Have you been using, girl, those photos on all the profile pics? Because I would. I mean, those for those pictures were fire. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I do have one of them up there. Because <laughs> <laughs> yo girl was feeling herself, and I was like, okay, she cute. She's gonna go up there. Okay. <laughs> They need to know, you know, they need to get a picture. Like, this is what Elvia looks like plucking carrots in her backyard. And this is what she's going to look like at her engagement photo shoot. Like, they need to know, you know. I have many faces, and they need to know. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Yes, auntie. As long as you don't be putting those up on LinkedIn and shit. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, girl. He he's gonna be a working professional. I mean, you trying to show up as your I mean, authentic self to your career, your next job, huh? Yes. All I need in this life is sin. It's me and my career man. Me and my career man. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so stupid. Oh my gosh. I know. I I think this is a good idea. We could totally pitch uh for a Comuna Flor Latina version of the Bachelorette would be so much better, juicier, and yeah. And girl, it could be like you know, I don't need to be on national television, but you know, it could be like on Quibi or like one of these like smaller 
you know, online networks that exist yes, nowadays. I like this idea. But also, if y'all trying to hook up my best friend, I need to see all the applications. Because I'm, uh-uh, that's a no. Ooh, yeah, that's a yeah. Vienna will be reviewing, and I will be making final decisions. <laughs> okay? <laughs> oh, shit. That's so funny. Dang, girl. I know it must be rough out there when you can't date in person. And I know that you can, you know, date online. But who's trying to get catfish right now? Ain't nobody about that life. No, I don't want to know. And then there's like COVID. Like you can't even have a first kiss. <laughs> you know, that that's hard. You know? With your masks like- and shit. <laughs> Like, there's just too much to navigate for me to even, like, be, feel um, at all, like, uh, motivated to date online. Like, I just, I don't know. And I've seen some people, like, get together. Like, they started this pandemic single, but now they got bae. And I'm like, how did you do it? Can you teach me what app Girl, they were playing what video games say? online and then found their hunties. <laughs> I don't know what they do. Maybe I need to become a gamer. Who knows? Well, I would love to talk about, although we are here for love and we want to find you a man, you are still all about the me, myself, and I. That's all I got in the end. That's what I found out. Yeah. And uh, your time with Diana at the beach, I thought it was just such a beautiful, wonderful story that she told. And I... And I wanted to ask you about it on the podcast, just this idea of like how joyful it was to like, I don't know, bring that out. I, I think she said like joy in the soul or soul of the joy, something around that. I just, I really resonated. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, it was just, it was um, Diana. She was actually our first ever guest on the podcast. So you should check out that episode if you haven't. Um she is, you know, a great friend. We have, we both are big lovers of the beach. We can be there all day. We just love it. Um, but what was really strange is that when you got there, it was super cloudy. Um, but it was only cloudy at the beach. You literally went past the sand and it was like clear skies. So it was really strange. And it looked like you were on a different planet. And we kept saying this over and over to each other throughout the day. And um, the ocean was so calm. There was like no waves or or the waves that came were really calm waves. And if you've ever been to like the ocean in California, the waves here are pretty strong and they're pretty big. Um, so it was so nice. And the water temperature was like great. And we got in and it was just like pure joy. Like we were playing. We were like literally howling like at the moon, although you couldn't see the moon, but we were like howling as if the moon was there and just like playing and jumping in the water. And we were like laughing and singing and dancing and just like not caring about anybody around us there weren't really many people around us um and it was just so amazing to like be in that space and like experience joy and like play like how many times do you actually like play and like get that inner child out and 
exist in that space like you did when you were, you know, nine, five, you know, whenever you used to play. Um, So it was just absolutely amazing. I felt so relaxed that day. Even the next day, I felt very, like, zen. Um, Like, I got a like my mas- my soul got a massage Aww. that's what it i just love that i feel like <laughs> we started this podcast and we'll end this podcast on both that we talked about the importance of mental health and i think this kind of goes hand in hand don't you think girl like you don't have to spend mm-hmm. a lot of money you have to spend any money but if you i think most yeah. of our listeners live in los angeles so if you live i mean you guys could go to the beach go to the beach and do this you know like feed your mm-hmm. soul and have some joy and like stay on that high because it's some trying times that's for sure yeah and I just like like find time to play however you like to absolutely. do that you know find that time because it's so needed and as adults we don't get to do that enough because of how you know work really structures our life so or adulting right like girl if it isn't work it's like errands dinner groceries house cleaning blah 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 it's like it starts to take over our lives and I just think it's important that everyone take a little time to do something that's going to bring them joy yeah and if you can't go out to play play with yourself (laughs) 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 that's also part of self-love okay and if you know about our apple podcast you were on the self-care section okay we're trying to take care of ourselves we were (laughs) (laughs) all right girl well we're so excited we have so many amazing episodes for you guys honestly these episodes are like lv and i are just sometimes i don't even know which one we should do because they're just so amazing all of our guests have been incredible um, I do want to ask you guys that for those of you who listen, if there's questions that you have, guests that you want, things that you want to know more about, like you can DM us, you can email us, you can ask us, you can comment on anything. We would love to hear more from you. Um, but our next, our next uh, episode and our guest is an incredible woman who runs a fantastic blog all around finance specifically for the immigrant community and how to navigate that space which I think is so fucking dope because um, all of us know what it's like to you know, or a lot of us know what that what that's like whether it was for ourselves or for our family members um, and so it's really interesting to understand money from that perspective yeah for sure so we hope you enjoyed this episode um and until next time we can't wait to hear from you and well enjoy turns for misinformed latina who are awesome and i'm so excited i have to really say that i really got some great candidates and if i could have hired all of them i would have <laughs> and uh yeah just been booked and busy oh i want to say something yeah. if you guys listen to our last episode i talked about the importance and like eating healthy and like i got a trainer because like i really believe in getting right for myself um although lv and i are all about body positivity i also feel like for me personally like 
I know when I need to like reel it in, girl. Mm-hmm. And it's been going mm-hmm. great. I love, love, love my personal trainer. Um, and just trying to get it in at least every couple of weeks, like a good workout, good sweat. I'm sorry, eat a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I'm feeling good about that. Awesome. That's really great. I think Those are my highs. I, need to, for the week. I definitely need to do a little bit more of that physical movement in my life, you know. Um, cause they ain't nothing physical going on up <laughs> here at all. Like it's dry. It's the Sahara desert up in here. <laughs> <laughs> that is not at all what you were talking about, but of course I made it. <laughs> but anyways, tuning in and joining us today, we are so thrilled to have Adina from Immigrant Finance. She is an immigration attorney and an expert on all things personal finance. Um, And welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here and um, to talk to you all more. So thanks for the invitation. Uh, Thank you so much again for sharing this space. We're so excited. This is definitely a subject. I don't think Elvie and I have even, we, we know a lot, like we, talk a lot about it but not specific to like the immigrant story mm-hmm. and so I think we're both really mm-hmm. excited to, to jump in and, and and understand that so um so let's go ahead and kick things off Adina tell us a little bit before we get into all of that good stuff tell us a little bit about your background um really growing up how did you learn about money um did you learn in home what were some of those first money lessons and what do you currently do now Sure. Um, so my background is, uh, as you mentioned, I'm an immigration lawyer. Um, and I, I work at a nonprofit in the D.C. area, and I run the immigrantfinance.com website. I founded um, back in early 2018, and that was really a response to two things. Like one, you know, just all the terrible attacks we're seeing on the immigrant community under this administration, and really wanting a more like positive way also to help empower people. And I had seen in my own experiences um, with my husband, who's an immigrant, being part of an immigrant family, like how much personal finance um, really affected us and we struggled with and how learning more about it was a very empowering thing. Um, So really just wanting to help share information and empower other people to save time figuring all this out. There was really nothing on the internet about this topic of immigration issues and personal finance. And, you know, I was a law student at the time and still found it really difficult to learn basic things like, you know, could could my husband have a bank account with his particular immigration status at the time and things like that. So, um, yeah, it was all born out of those challenges we went through and a lot of the anxiety and struggle and um, the need I've seen representing hundreds of immigrants also in their immigration cases. Um, and in terms of like how I learned about money. Um, so I originally come from a like Eastern European Jewish family who has uh, immigration in our history, just like everyone in, in the U.S. Um, and my parents, you know, grew up seeing their parents constantly having new family um, immigrating to the country and staying with them, you know, having like 10 people in the apartment, all that. 
and um, grew up super poor and that whole like scarcity mindset from that situation definitely trickled down even though um, my my nuclear family growing up was like the first to be you know more stable um, and not have to worry as much like my dad would still freak out about leaving the lights on leaving the car running um, I know a lot of people can relate to that you know that whole scarcity mindset um, so like for in my experience, you know, the mindset issues with all this do get passed down to generations and you really have to like actively work on your relationship with money too. Um, and these emotional, like psychological issues as well. So it doesn't get passed to the next generation. Yeah. When, when you said that your dad freaked out about leaving the lights on, I literally, I think, got a PTSD flashback <laughs> to my mom saying, like, eres rica? like, hey, are you rich? Yeah. Why are you leaving the light on? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Totally. <laughs> Trauma. That's so funny. I, I actually never, you never think about that when you're a kid growing up. My dad used to complain about, like, taking long showers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never, I always thought like, I never, you don't think about utilities until you're a grown up and you have to pay for them on your own. Yeah. You know, like, I remember being in my first New York apartment and I had to pay that utility bill and I was like, oh, this is why my dad <laughs> and the water bill. And I was like, oh, now I get it. But it, but when you're a kid, you just don't understand. Yes, exactly. And I, you know, I was like, why is he getting so upset? You know, like, <laughs> we're not starving. <laughs> But yeah. uh, this stuff, it's so emotional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, so what would you say, working with the immigrant community, um, what are some of the biggest biggest needs when it comes to finances? Uh, things like figuring out how to um, open up an, a bank account or a credit card in the U.S. or accessing health insurance. Those are definitely all um, challenges that people need information on. I mean, of course, it depends on the individual person and their circumstances, what they're going through. But something I've really seen um, in my work representing people as a lawyer is the importance of having savings for immigration-related costs. I think people don't talk about that enough. And that's something um, I call, you know, instead of like an emergency fund, I call it an immigrant empowerment fund. And it's this idea of like immigrants need to have separate emergency funds for those expenses, like paying for yeah. an immigration lawyer, paying for the fees for a green card if you're eligible or naturalized if you're eligible, paying, you know, if you or a family member is detained, like paying for an immigration bond, which can be thousands and thousands of dollars. Um having that backup plan and like being prepared for anything when there's so much uncertainty is a huge need. Um, another need I see is just like not having any guidance or plan of how to manage money um, or how to build wealth. Um, and it's not people's faults. Like the system doesn't teach us in school. Like Americans aren't learning either in school about money. Um, and there's so much conditioning you know, to give, especially for women to like give your money to everyone but yourself, give it to your family, give it to the credit card companies, give it to the shoe store, you know, and it's like no one is really um, guiding you of like you have to intentionally be investing and, and doing these things to, to build wealth for yourself so you can be stable to help your family in the long term and like 
make sure that continues. Um, and then another thing I'd mentioned I see a lot is like thinking that per- personal finance starts and ends with paying off debt and, and like budgeting and that's it. And not thinking mm-hmm. about how you have to take it to the next level to be investing and trying to increase income, build passive income, you know, think about real estate and stuff that will help people get out of, um, you know, being stuck where they are and they're and not building generational wealth. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, I 100% agree. I actually also, I think about the immigration journey, both, you know, LV and I's parents came each from their uh, respective countries, right? And, mm-hmm. but, you know, this is like the 80s where it wasn't as hard. At least that's mm-hmm. what I think. I could be so wrong. I've never actually asked my parents, like, mom and dad, like, you guys were not citizens. How did you guys become citizens? Like, what was that journey like? How did you open up a bank account? How did you get yeah. a job? You know, like, totally. it's so interesting. But I do have family members now, like, I, I that I personally know and that I'm close to um, that I know don't have citizenship. Yeah. And I, I really want to know, like, even people my age, and I'm, you know, in my 30s, I, like, how do you even navigate all of that, especially to me when it comes to taxes? Like, I just find it so strange, Adina, that they still have to, I say, like, anybody who doesn't have paper or anybody who's mm-hmm. not a citizen doesn't have papers, still is required to pay taxes, but can still be removed. Yeah. I don't know. It's such a strange concept to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... You can take like a very sinister look at it. I think things are the way they are for a reason, right? Like um, this country has, you know, been okay with benefiting from immigrants historically and their labor um, for the whole history of the country, you know, even beginning with slaves, you know, that was forced immigration um, to like the Chinese railroad. That's how the economy was like connected across the country by Chinese immigrants and um yeah i mean and so i think you know the laws are the way they are where like they can the country can take taxes and 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 you know money from immigrants but not give them the benefits of like getting social security for you know what they've paid into the tax system and mm-hmm. um and just like how to navigate it. i mean the, unfortunately the laws have become so so harsh that there really isn't an, a pathway for, for many people, like probably the majority of undocumented people don't have an option to ha- get legal status, even if they want to, even if, if they're w- willing to wait years, the law just doesn't provide it. Um, so that's a big misconception of like people always saying, you know, why don't they get in the back of the line? Well, there isn't a line for most people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, that's so interesting. I just like, um, I had a family member who was asking me for things and I thought, you know, I have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. I don't even know where to tell you to go, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I feel awful because I'm like, I should know more about this. I know how much it affects the community that I love so much. Um, but I guess because, like I said, I don't even know my parents' story. LV, I don't even know. Do you like your like? My parents were not citizens when they first. My brother, I have three siblings, Adina, mm-hmm. that were born in Mexico, mm-hmm. and I all I know is they be- became citizens. Like my oldest was sixteen and fifteen. Yeah, it's crazy to me to think that like they were in their they were like in high school when they 
became citizens. And I, you know, I was such a kid. I didn't, I didn't even know that. I, I didn't even know they were going through that. Yeah. Or what yeah. that looked like or, or what they had to do, what steps did they need to take. What is it, you know, all those things. Like, did my, I think, like, did my brothers have a bank account? <laughs> you know, I have no idea. Anyway, yeah. I just, I felt really awful when, when a family member came to me and was asking me for help. And I, I didn't really know how to guide them because I personally do, don't really know much about um, immigrants or undocumented and like the steps that you should take. And I really want to get more informed. So uh-huh. yeah. I want to talk about personal finance and how like going back to this, like um, if you and how it may potentially affect an immigrant p- case and what do they need to do to prepare? I'm assuming mm-hmm. that you work so heavily with, you know, a lot of different cases and like, what are some of those things that, you know, anybody that may have an immigrant case should uh, look out for a checklist, etc. Yeah. Like in terms of how personal finance intersects. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the main thing is affording an attorney. So a lot of people don't know this, but there's no public defender in immigration court. Like there is in criminal court. So if you can't p- literally pay for a lawyer or, you know, if you're lucky enough to get a nonprofit to represent you, which is really rare, then you're going to be unrepresented against a government attorney from ICE um, and uh, with an immigration judge. And I see that all the time. So just being able to pay for a lawyer, there's been a lot of studies showing that people can be like six times more likely or 10 times more likely to win their immigration case just if they have a lawyer compared to if they don't. Um, mm-hmm. So that alone is a huge reason. And, you know, I mentioned the fees, like to if you're eligible for applying um, for a green card or other types of benefits, the fees can be hundreds or thousands of dollars um, on top of the lawyer fees. I mentioned like paying for bond, um, Another way personal finance comes in is what I call kind of like building a paper trail. So there's a lot of types of immigration cases, which are um, cases to defend against deportation in immigration court, where you have to establish that you've been in the country a certain number of years. And it can be very hard to do that, um, especially if you don't have like a bank account, if you haven't been paying taxes. So getting your personal finances in order, like having a bank account and saving your statements and or having online access to them, that can be a way to establish time in the country. And um, also if there's ever like potential immigration reform in the future, historically other immigration reform has um, asked you to show that you've been here on a certain date or a certain number of years. So that is also important for that. So like bank accounts and credit cards and taxes can all help support showing that timeline. And then the, the another way it can come in is like in terms of showing your equities. Most of the cases in immigration court um, are discretionary, meaning like you not only have to show you qualify legally, but the judge has to basically like you and want to give it to you and like think you deserve it. And so how that comes in is like, you know, someone has to show they've been contributing to the community, they've been paying taxes, um, you know, maybe they've been working or they've, they've had a business and they're employing other people. And so the more you have your, your money managed, the more um, of that kind of area you're going to be able to put on a case for. So those are some examples how it, they connect. 
That's great. I have I had a question. Um, I I mean I know we mentioned this a little earlier, but I don't know if you know. But I'm personally just curious. What do you recommend, especially at this time during COVID and? You know, many immigrants are probably more of the essential frontline workers. Um, what, in when it comes to like health insurance, mm-hmm. um, what is like the best way for them to get that coverage? It's usually going to depend on what the um, healthcare system is in like the state you're living in. Um, mm-hmm. What they provide, a lot of cities will have like extra funds available for undocumented immigrants that don't qualify for Obamacare, for example. Um, but mm-hmm. also like Obamacare itself, um, the, the health care program that, that that administration started does allow several types of immigrants to go on the health care exchange and, and get health care through that. Um, just not every type. So having to like look at that. Um, and then, I mean, I think I've just seen also in general with everything with COVID, there's a lot of like local counties and towns that are providing um, free health care for people who don't have health insurance or free testing. But yeah, it's really, really hard. I mean, a lot of people, like you said, are, are the essential workers and the ones most at risk and people are getting sick. It's absolutely disproportionately affecting people of color and, People who can't afford to stay home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so how, switching topics again, um, how can um, you begin investing as an immigrant? What are some of the first steps you can take, actions? What are things that they should be looking for when it comes to investing? So um, immigrants can invest and people who, you know, don't have a social security number are able to open investment accounts with something called an individual tax identification number or ITIN. Um, That same type of number can be used like for opening bank accounts and credit cards. It's an alternative to, to a social security number. And there are several investment companies that allow you to open an account with that. Like, for example, Vanguard, Fidelity, Charles Schwab, um, all allow that. So it's really just like getting started. And then, um, you know, you can open just a regular brokerage account and, and invest that way. Or someone can um, get a retirement account like an IRA, either a traditional IRA or Roth IRA depending on, you know, whether you're making income and like what kind of tax benefits you want to have. Um, so it's, you know, it, it's just a matter of getting started and, and having the time to participate in the market is, is the key just um, to be able to do long-term investing to build wealth. You know, I, I really appreciate that. I, um, I have a few cousins that I'm always preaching money to because I, you know, as you know, I learned so much by making so many mistakes. Mm-hmm. And one of my younger cousins, she's in her 20s, and she she said, you know, I I love Ally, and I constantly promote Ally because I'm just a big proponent. I personally like it. Obviously, there's other high-yield savings accounts. 
Mm-hmm. And she called me out of the blue and she said, hey, you'd be so proud. I opened up a high yield savings account, but I couldn't open up Ally. And I was like, well, that's weird. And she's like, no, it's because, you know, she's undocumented and they won't take me as um, as a customer. And I thought, really? I felt awful. I'm like, oh, my, I didn't even think about that. Right. I didn't even. Yeah. Think, oh, she's navigating this personal finance space so differently from mine. And I'm only coming from the perspective and narrative through which I view and the lens through which I live my life Mm -hmm. and not taking into account that there is lots of my cousins, you know, she's part of DACA and that younger generation. Well, she's, I mean, she's not like a, like a kid, but I thought, Oh shoot. I really need to do, like I said, I need to do a better job of thinking like, what are alternatives? And I've had a few people actually reach out to me too and said, do you do speaking engagements to talk to the uh, undocumented and I'm like I I just don't feel informed enough to tell Mm -hmm. you what you should do but this is super helpful um and I definitely want to make sure I let her know that there are a handful of banks and companies that are willing um to help undocumented using the ITIN as the alternative to your social security yeah and a lot of it is just like learning to advocate for yourself like Mm -hmm. like I'm sure you all have already been um you know, thinking about talking to other people about with just financial products and institutions in general, like, you have to ask questions, you have to advocate and like, be a smart consumer. And sometimes it's just a matter of calling them up and like, asking how do I make this work? Um, So like, I know some companies, they won't allow you to apply for an account online within ITIN, but you can call and request a paper application and they would allow that. Oh, that's interesting. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, it's like all these things. I just want to make sure I feel, I don't want to talk about a subject matter that I don't feel informed about. But it's also something that, again, is so prevalent through our community, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and there's mm-hmm. just not a lot of information about it. So it's certainly not your fault. Like, I've tried really yeah. hard to figure this stuff out, and it w- has not been easy. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's a big gap in information for the immigrant community. Yeah, there is. I mean, even that's why I was asking you about insurance earlier, because um, my brother recently got married to someone who was not a citizen of the United States. And we were discussing insurance and like, well, what happens if and they're currently going through the immigration process right now. Mm -hmm. And we were like, well, well, how can you get coverage? Can you do this? Like, oh, no, I can't do that because that will be an issue later or like mm-hmm. whatever. So yeah. it was, I was, I was too like Vienna, like, hmm, I have to probably look into this a little bit more. I feel like there is a way, there is something out there, but we probably have to look a little deeper and look into it more to make sure that, you know, you're safe and that you're here and you feel protected in case anything happens so absolutely and feel free to like reach out anytime you guys are having trouble figuring stuff out I'm constantly trying to um put more information out there on this top on these topics yeah it's such um I don't know it's such a self-reflection I think and you forget how privileged you are as a citizen because you again these are things that you don't even think about right yeah. And I and it personally affects like like Alvia like 
her sister-in-law for me my like cousins that are really close to me or uncles that are really close to me and I think uh, I should be able to help them you know and even my partner he's not and sometimes he'll ask me questions and I'm, I'm so and I'm always like what do you think I am like am I supposed to know all the rules of this country I don't know all the rules <laughs> he's like you lived here your whole life I'm like and I don't know I don't know I don't even know where to tell you to go like I have no idea I have no answers for you yeah <laughs> But so that was I me. was reminded being with him too when I the tax thing that I mentioned to you earlier. We we don't do our taxes together, but we do them at the same time. And I sometimes I'm like floored at the amount of taxes he has to pay, but he can't vote. You know, yeah. and I just like get frustrated because like what totally. insane? Yeah, you know, totally. Um, it's pretty shocking. It is. I'm like <laughs> I just think about all the you know how much he and he's an exception to a lot of rules but just in general like I said I had somebody reach out to me who was in dire need in a very very like urgent situation and I was like I don't I don't know how to help you and I felt awful about that um so I really really appreciate all this information I'm happy to help yeah it's definitely um something that we've struggled a ton with and uh, I just remember you know that all the anxiety and like, um, I, you know, like crying at work one day because my, I, we just, you know, realized that morning we like, we're never going to be able to buy a house. And my boss saw me upset and asked what was wrong and just started crying, you know, like, <laughs> just can't tell you how many times I've had to talk about this stuff in therapy, like this financial mm-hmm. stuff, like really affects everything in your life and mm-hmm. your ability to be stable and like, do you guys know the um, Maslow's Maslow's hierarchy concept? You yeah, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like that mm-hmm. the pyramid and like the bottom is basic needs: survival, uh-huh. food, shelter, and like you mm-hmm. can, you can't move on to the higher level of like self actualization and work on goals until those are addressed. Mm-hmm. And it's just so hard for so many people in the community to address those um, and figure out how to, even if they want to, because of all the barriers. Yep. I think about Elvia, you and I, girl, like we already have those, right? Like we already like struggle. We're already trying to, how seems like undoable based on like our circumstances. Right. And yeah. right. to add the layer of being undocumented is just like another world. I mean, a whole new level of challenges that, we cannot even fathom, right? I already think yeah. it's hard as a citizen of this country. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. not just um, people who are undocumented, like people with work visas, you know, not like yeah. being reliant on their employer to be able to stay in this country. People mm-hmm. who are waiting years for their applications to be processed. I mean, people mm-hmm. who are refugees or, or applying for asylum and they don't know if they're going to have to be go back somewhere they could be killed at any moment it's just there's a lot of different situations that people are dealing with positive spin if I will I mean I that's why I'm I'm so excited about personal finance as some as a way to be empowering people in this these situations because like even just the basic steps of like figuring out how to budget or like not take on credit card debt um, or learning, you know, how to reduce your spending, like, they can make dramatic differences in your life and just give you a lot more 
stability and, and options. Um, and like the ultimate freedom really is having more options and choices. Um, so I've, I've found in my experience and with the people I work with that personal finance is a really, um, powerful tool. I, I view it as like an act of resistance too, because the more people we have in the community who are building wealth, like the more power they're going to have and be able to have a say in, in what the policies are. Mm-hmm. For sure. I 100% agree. I say that's the goal too. If more of us were in positions of power, we can like do more for our, for our community. All right, Adina, we are wrapping this up in our final round. Um, I always ask my guests this, really, you know, my mission for Misinformed Latina and this podcast being an extension of that, um, knowing what you know about life in general, inclusive of money, so everything all together, what would you tell your 20-year-old self? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, I would say probably care less what other people think. <laughs> um, I'm a recovering people pleaser, you know. <laughs> so that, I like that. That would be a big one. Um, and in terms of like money and, and building careers and all that, I think they would be to like, not wait for other people to hand you things or give you a job. Um, and, and try to think more creatively, like, you know, what you want to be doing, what you can create to not have to rely on other people um, for your paycheck. And um, there's just so much potential right now with online businesses and even just starting with like side hustles, freelancing online and creating um, things that can help people that I think there's a lot of potential for people to be able to have different streams of income and be able to rely on themselves for, for money, which is extremely empowering. Love it. We yeah. 100% relate to all of that. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> what would you say um, is the best advice you have received? Um, this could be something from, you know, your mom uh, or your mother-in-law or a friend, a, a coach, a mentor, an old boss. Um, that is something that you still live by today. Okay, I have two. I have one from like my early 20s and one from more recently, but they're kind of similar. Okay. <laughs> but we're definitely the one um, from my early 20s. It was someone told me um, when I, I went to go live in Egypt for a year after college. And my friends who had done it also said, just say yes to like every opportunity, you know, every every new life experience, you might be tired, you know, but just say yes. And, and you won't, you probably won't regret it. And I've tried to do that as much as possible. And really can't think of many times where I've regretted it. Um, you know, especially if you're going by your gut and like making good decisions. And then the more recent one, um, just in terms of thinking about having an impact and online business and all of that, like seeing problems as opportunities to solve and, and serve people with. Um, and we're in a moment where there's a lot of problems, the world is like falling apart. And there's also a lot of potential to rebuild it in new ways um, and recreate things. So that's something that um, I'm really inspired by that I want to share with other people. Awesome, yes. 
I feel the same. I I mean, I feel like I'm an overthinker, so sometimes saying yes to things is hard, even little small things that probably don't need that much thought. But that's definitely no. a good good rule to live by because I think you can open up the door to so many great experiences in your life. So yeah, and like obviously safe, you know, decisions and all that. I'm not talking yeah. about like <laughs> anything crazy, but like right. more like, you know, if something sounds cool that you're feeling lazy, just go for it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was my mantra when I first, um, especially this year when I sort of reinvigorated and restarted Miss Inform Latina. I'm like, I'm going to say yes to every collaboration, every single person that reaches out anybody who wants to do anything I'm like yes 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 and so far it's totally like I I have no regrets it's been it's really like blossomed this platform that I was trying to build and so I definitely have that mentality at least when it comes to that Um, but for the most part I'm the only thing I don't say yes to anymore is social gatherings just because (laughs) I'm so busy and I'm like it's okay if I can't if I can't go to brunch yeah (laughs) And anyways, right now you can't go to. Bed. I know, right? right? Anyways, you can't do anything, so it's been fine. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little too convenient right now. <laughs> All right, Adina. Well, thank you so so much. This has been really informative, really insightful. Again, a subject that I just don't feel like we're. <clears throat> I I personally don't feel very informed about, but I also personally feel that it impacts so much of the people and the community that we love and we care. And it's so close to home. A lot of our stories, a lot of us are, you know, first generation daughters of immigrants. And so I just appreciate all the work that you're doing and the care and really understanding personal finance specific to to the um, immigrant journey. Um, Where can people find you and follow you? Well, thank you again so much for having me. I've had a lot of fun. Um, Sorry, that's my daughter screaming in the background. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's life. Yeah. (laughs) Quarantine life. Um, you can find me at the the website's immigrantfinance.com and we're on um, Facebook and Instagram at Immigrant Finance. So thank you so much for the, for the opportunity to chat and I look forward to staying in touch and continuing to educate people together on these issues. I want to jump in. You also have a group or a school that you've launched or that you launch yes. every, every month, right? Um, it's every few months. Yeah, okay. it's a group coaching program for people who want to spend some more in-depth time um, getting coaching on these issues. Oh, awesome. perfect. Yeah, that is so great. I will definitely will be taking you up on that offer and asking you <laughs> some questions Please um, do. When, they, when they pop up. But thank you again so much for joining us. This has been another great episode with a great guest. Um, thank you to our audience for tuning in one more time. Uh, please rate us, review us, all that great stuff. Until the next time, have a great day and we'll see you later. Bye. 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 Thanks. Yeah.